Welcome to Deleted Saves. On this episode, Metal Storm on the NES. For years, one of the most popular and enduring of Japanese manga and anime is the genre known as Giant Mecha. For those who may not know, it is a genre of science fiction and far-future military drama utilizing battleship-sized robotic suits piloted by a single human. Some of the most famous examples of this are the long-running Gundam series and Neon Genesis Evangelion. It was with this backdrop of inspiration that Metal Storm arrived on the Nintendo Entertainment System in early 1991, very late in the console's life cycle. Now, I will have to admit that my own experience in the genre of giant mecha to that point was serialized episodes of the cartoon Voltron, which involved five sci-fi pilots each utilizing giant robot lions that could combine into an even larger robot designed to take down Godzilla-sized aliens and mutants. Sure, that genre has more to do with the Super Sentai action genre, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers being the most famous example of it in the United States, but I simply did not know any better at that age. Giant robots kicking ass were giant robots kicking ass, and I was down for that. And that, in video game form, is what Metal Storm is about. Metal Storm, as a game, was short. Not surprising, really, given that most NES games were, either due to hardware limitations or cheap arcade ports designed to make quick money. But it was all so fast-paced, the action never letting up over six-stage runtime. The game itself had two features I found quite interesting. First, much like Contra before it, which I have spoken about in a previous episode, the player could pick up different power-ups for the robot's gun, allowing different effects to destroy the rogue machines of Pluto, the setting of the game, that you would encounter, such as machine gun fire, beams of plasma energy, and a fireball effect. The second, and more interesting feature, was the ability to flip, or reverse gravity, in which the player-controlled character would suddenly land on the ceiling to either bypass environmental hazards or solve puzzles. This effect could be performed on the fly, at any time, pushing the aging NES hardware about as far as it could go while maintaining the speedy pace of the game was running at for the time. And the stage would not rotate to compensate. You had to pilot the damn robot upside down and make sure you didn't lose your bearings in the process, which was sometimes difficult with the washed-out neon color scheme of both the backgrounds and enemies. The end-stage bosses were all some form of titanic out-of-control spaceship or moon-sized robotic suit itself, often making your character appear ant-like in scale, keeping in theme with the enemy characters I would encounter in other giant mecha shows of the genre, very much keeping with the tropes. Keep in mind, I knew none of this at the time. I simply enjoyed it for what it was, a fast-paced robot-smashing good time. What made this game special to me was two things. First, it was one of the few games of the era where I was able to beat. As I previously stated, my track run of success with completing NES games is very low. Just because you enjoy something doesn't mean you're going to be or need to be good at it. The game did, in fact, have a player's guide available for purchase to help sell and promote the game, but I was not aware of it and was able to complete the game without such a tool. Also, by accident I found out that if you retained your protective shield power-up through the whole of stage 4, you could sacrifice the shield and dive headfirst into the boss of the stage, destroying it instantly. That information I took to Nintendo Power itself, back when that was a thing, you could send in tips under the guise of a secret agent every issue to help other players out there. I received a very nice form letter in return from them, acknowledging my discovery, but the tip never found its way into the pages of the magazine. Oh well. 
Sadly for Metal Storm itself, despite receiving praise, the game was not widely available or sold well below expectation, making it a lost classic of the system. No sequel was made or planned, and with the arrival of the Super NES in September of that year, the interests of both the game developer and the hardware developers had moved on to other things. It is a fun, if brief, game uh, to find and play for retro game enthusiasts, and for me, was a good introduction to the giant mecha genre. Something popular in Japan, but still not really well known here in the States. A game before its time, on a system in the last days of its relevance. And there's a strange poetry in that. Thank you for listening.